Welcome to the Watchmen Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have episode seven. Uh, The title was... In Almost Religious Awe. Yeah, I was in awe at the end of this one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as many as reveals and whatnots there is, it's like really one thing to talk about, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, this is how you pay off a lot of episodes that you could almost consider filler and everything. You just give us one big reveal that pretty much puts... Ties it all together. We've got a few strings hanging out there. Oh, but. Man, this this one had four or five big reveals in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, several. Yeah. Uh, and a couple like cliches turn on their head that I thought was done really well and everything that we'll be able to talk about. A lot with the FBI uh, detective and things like that. Uh, man, where do you even begin with this episode, man? You, I mean, realize how much over the, <laughs> over the map it was, kind of? I mean, it was cool. We get... A lot of the episode is Abar's backstory, mm-hmm. like growing up in yeah, with a young Abar, what happened Saigon, and, and right after getting her grandfather's uh, backstory, the episode before, yeah. which well done, and I mean to stick with a lot of the same filming and tricks and stuff that they did to tie the two episodes together, I just thought it was well done all the way. Yeah, a lot of it was basically to show how much her and her grandfather are like, mm-hmm. and like how inevitable almost her path was. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, everything from watching her parents get blown over, blown up, and then watching June collapse in the car right before they get to Tulsa, um, meaning she stays in Saigon. Oh, mean, you like, see her in her police uniform yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah, becoming so a me. police officer, becoming a hooded vigilante. I mean, almost down to the T, she's her grandfather as a female. Basically, and... Uh, I mean, just, he fought the Cyclops. She's fighting the Seventh Cavalry. I mean, it's pretty much the same story, just rewritten. Well, and she was going after the, you know, people that killed her family. Mm-hmm. You know, her parents and stuff. Same kind of thing. You know, it's just why she became a cop. I mean, can I listen? Yeah. You know, wicked <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, he just went after what was persecuting his family, and then she yeah. went after what was persecuting hers. So and yeah. then. You're right, man. It's like it's a, it's like a rewind and just a modern times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, then not only that. I mean, we get tied together from like the end of the first episode and everything to where I guess that Judd ended up being dirty, ended up being Seventh Cavalry. Yeah, like, things that's like one that. of the big reveals. <laughs> His wife's like, "Oh, was I not supposed to confess at this moment?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a smart ass attitude, and then the. The broken chair. The oh broken my god! Chair high, done mean? so perfectly well. Just like I was like, "What are you pushing this button for?" I love how I love Blake too. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I am still on the fence about Judd. Really? Okay. Only because of the things he said when he was forced to hang himself. He's like, "You really think you know what's going on here? I'm trying to help." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the kind of look they show him when he's about to hang himself, you know, even though he's not really in his own mind, you know? Yeah. But they give him that look, like that, you know, that regret, you know, but sad look or whatever like that on his face. But, um, I mean, we're just so far deep into it. I, I don't understand the point of painting him clean at this point, I guess. I'm not saying he's clean. I don't think his yeah. hands are completely clean. But you do um, think he was just trying to help in the long run? I don't know. I feel like he had other agenda, even different from his wife, in a way. Okay. 
Um, We've seen how deep she is. Like I, I just find it hard. But I mean, it, no, I agree. But I, I'm wondering if it's not because remember we already had questions about his, you know, the white knight situation. Yeah, you know, it didn't come off right. It didn't seem right. I'll give you that, and he. It was confirmed that it was pro- most likely his grandfather's and not his or anything like that. Yeah, no, I think it's his grandfather's mm-hmm. legitimately. Um, but I also feel like maybe Abar is the one that's kind of changed his feelings. That's exactly what I was going to say on the like, stuff. You know, like maybe he's got a soft spot for her. Growing closer to Abar may have. Weakened his stance in that. Weakened his stance against against the white supremacist stance okay. or whatever like that. And it was you know? more of I'm trying to atone for past or family's past and make it better in that yeah, way. Maybe, so. maybe something. I, mean, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I, I feel like Judd's going to be a, kind of living in the gray area character. So I don't. I'm not ready to fully convict him yet. I'm you okay think, with you that. You think maybe by the end there's going to be something redemptive about his character? Possibly. He left like a big reveal for her that helps her out in the run that helps topple him or something like that. I'd like to think maybe there's like a way that he's like a mole and he's kind of feeding information to the right people. I just don't know who he would be feeding it to. I don't either. And I mean, that's that's the big problem. Obviously, we can still reveal that. Yeah. Um, But I guess we'll see. I mean,. But I mean, and then on, I mean, to kind of finish up that storyline, we were right to not believe in the senator. Like, what do you that, mean? I mean, he was the slime ball that we just never felt right around and everything. And oh, well, we already got that reveal with Looking Glass. I though. mean, true, but to yeah, but see we never him, defined him as truly a bad guy. But this episode kind of leans uh, more that way. I get. I mean, it wasn't. It really isn't until he makes the statement about balance and how hard it is to be a white man in the world today and stuff like that. I'm just like, okay, now you've, he's officially crossed the, the line. line. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then when he's like, you know, or even when Judd's wife is like, you know, president seems so small, small potatoes now, you know, um, which I mean, that definitely took me for a shock. It was like, Oh wait, there's something higher to aim for than president here. And that was what was funny was like that was such a cool little Easter egg mm-hmm. or a little, you know, tease into what he was actually going to say later on. It was like, I might try being a blue guy. And I'm like, whoa. You did know, not see really, that coming. Really good reveal. Didn't see that coming. Well, there's several things we didn't see coming here. <laughs> um, okay. One thing, and like I said, that's a cool surprise. All right, so the other thing is now, so Lady True reveals that um, you know, she's one been running the, the Dr. Manhattan booths and this guy's not listening. And, um, and, but this idea came from Will Reeves himself and he's the one who planted this idea into Lady, Lady True. What I'm, this, this question bothers me. And I want y'all's opinion is how would Will Reeves perceive that Dr. Manhattan is hiding in plain sight? Here in Tulsa. We haven't been given that piece yet. Yeah. We haven't even been given the piece on why Angela returns to Tulsa. We don't know yet. Right. There's there's gonna there's stuff. It's still they haven't as much as they revealed this episode, we still don't have that middle chunk of adult Angela. I mean, do we don't even really know why she left Vietnam, do we? Um like, no, I mean, she had no, no family to come back home obviously. to or anything. So I mean like we we're missing huge chunks. Well, Grandma was like, it's where we're from. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, I mean, clearly, I mean, it, we saw that she stays in Vietnam for a long time. And maybe she has hopes of finding out if she has a grandfather in Tulsa. I don't know. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, it, I mean, it was just like to even get to that point, like we are missing a huge chunk. Yeah, for I think her to even we're obviously we'll get it next episode. The chunk yeah. that explains why I'm going to have a wild guess that Doctor Manhattan is going to fill in those chunks. Yep. In his like you know the preview who it showed is that he could probably narrow those gaps to why she needs to be in Tulsa or where things are going to go with it. You know what I mean? Could, could totally. Be. Well, I could see that being the quickest bridge from being a police officer in, in Saigon to suddenly going to Tulsa to be a cop there. Yeah. Especially yeah. with only two episodes left. <clears throat> exactly. Like, I mean, <laughs> obviously they don't have to wrap everything up and they could already just have a season two planned, but this seems like a very much season to season kind of thing to where each season is going to kind of be individual of the one in the past. I think for at least. It's what you hope for. Yeah. yeah there's no doubt. And I, I feel like what uh, some of their, what they're doing is, is this is the smaller stakes plot that's going to open up the season two over encompassing plot, which is I can see that Ozymandias. See, I have a different thought. I think you bring Ozymandias back to help conquer whatever they're trying to conquer that's going wrong is maybe a way of getting him back in good faith. And then maybe he turns back into me in the dark side. I don't know. I don't think there's ever a good faith with Ozymandias at this point. That's the thing. Ozymandias is just the mirror image of Manhattan. He doesn't think of things as good or bad. He thinks of them as balance, solving yeah. the problem. I mean, he almost looks at it as like a math equation and everything. Like exactly. Yeah, but if you had a, a negative Dr. Manhattan created, that's a balance you know, shifter, and you wouldn't allow that to happen or wouldn't want it to happen. Yeah, but a lot of people look at Dr. Manhattan as the same thing. I mean, you saw the things in uh, Viet- Vietnam it's where like, just murderer. Right, uh, it's not like all the Vietnamese people loved the fact that Manhattan just came in and mopped the floor with them. Which, how about that uh, video of Manhattan just kind of like as almost like a bad walking fake video. There, yeah, yeah, just like walking, just like pew, explosion, yeah. pew. Yeah. Like just um, seeing something like that old... Like, it's weird because it wasn't old and grainy. It just looked bad, which is how it was supposed to look. It was supposed it, to look like what it, the old films we see of Vietnam yeah. all the time. But um, I mean, to just go back and make that for this thing, I'm just like, man, that is great attention to detail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just things it's supposed to look like. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm saying, I think the senator is the smaller plot of season one, which leads to the bigger plot of season two. Ozymandias. Um, he placed so much of an outside role. Yeah. I believe True. Mm-hmm. I believe Ozymandias is True's father. I was about to say, you know, you had you were guessing things left and right. Yeah, before I was that clear stuff in the middle <laughs> of the episode, but <laughs> it, it was fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm assuming that that's True's goal is to bring him back. Yeah, and I mean, they kind of left great Easter eggs with that. Just all the way throughout was like, wait, you're cloning your mother, and like, so where's yeah. your dad? Yeah, and and the and the thing is too is like, save me D. At what point have they even told us True's first name? No, it's just Lady True. Yeah, Lady True. But I wouldn't be surprised if we find out her first name is starts with a D. Yeah. All right. One thing about Ozymandias, three hundred and sixty fifth day of a trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one year. One year. 
I mean, like, so, you know, when, early in this year, remember earlier this season, we were talking about how they were, he was on a different time frame. Things were different and da-da-da-da-da. Well, he is in outer space. He is on a different time frame. Right. Well, we did have uh, a couple of emails talking about that supposedly the Mars, the, I'm sorry, the moon of Jupiter or Saturn, whatever it is like that, is only 40-something light minutes away, not hours or this, that, or so on. Anyway, long story short, so he is a little bit, but still in relative time. But now this is a year of trial when we've gone not a year on the show. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Not a year on the show. I don't know if we've gone <laughs> you know, we, months. Uh, yeah. I mean, he died and it was been weeks. I don't, be a month. Yeah. I think, I, don't, I think we've gone maybe two weeks, three maybe weeks. two weeks. So, a bar's timeline. Yeah. yeah, A bar's. Well, see, to me, that's the two timelines there are. We have A bar's timeline of what you consider is relatively reality now, mm-hmm. and versus Ozymandias and his, you know, his prison. <clears throat> and so, if he's up there for 365 days for trial, <laughs> he's by far on a different wavelength. Yeah. Uh, and so, but he's been on trial for a year since he put his sign out, "Save me, D." Absolutely. But. So are we to believe this millennium clock or whatever this thing is, is her way of getting Ozymandias back? Because we're so close to doing its unveiling. Here's my thing. The Lady True episode where she buys the 40 acres, Mm -hmm. something blue falls out of the sky and hits the earth. We don't know what it is yet. No, I mean, it's like a comet or something. For all we know, that's a scene in the future. Yeah, well... Nah. Think about it. They I mean, show maybe, it. maybe that's Ozymandias landing. But they kind of show like that land all mm-hmm. of a sudden transforming into a city, don't they? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it was just, it almost looked like an asteroid or meteor or potentially <clears throat> a thing of dead bodies. <laughs> Who knows? But there's no telling. Or maybe it's what can be used to get Ozymandias home. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's that's what I'm to, saying. It's like the ship of dead bodies. that way. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, starting to sound very related. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, well, and I need this land. It wasn't because, Tulsa. Because in 40 years, what where that thing passed, another one's going to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's going to need to hitch a ride on it. But when she had... No idea. When she had bought that, the clock was already built, wasn't it? Because they said, you're the lady that owns the clock. The lady that's building that big clock. Okay. So then it wasn't in the future. Okay. So, I mean, we, we've got that. So then maybe you are right. Maybe that was his sign of, hey. I think she found a landing zone mm-hmm. of something that's going to happen a second time. From Ozzy. Potentially. Potentially from Ozzy. Or potentially it's just something that's going to be passing the moon of Jupiter that he can hitch a ride on. That she knows is going to land Hit Earth again. There is no time. Yeah. No <laughs> time. I, I think the, that's the right track, though. Maybe the giant clock, maybe it's a clock or like that, or maybe it's like one of those freakish magnets that thinks she'll be able to pull a asteroid to the planet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who knows with this chick? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, it, no telling. So, but considering that she's got A-bar hooked to a gosh damn elephant, this yeah. show can go anywhere. What a fantastic reveal <laughs> with, with that is and everything. I knew it wasn't going to be Will. No. I did not no. think it was going to be Will. I honestly thought it was going to be like a squid or something. Well, I mean, you'd even thrown out a clone of Angela. or uh, Yeah, or another clone of Angela. But I mean, I heard live host and I just assumed it had to be, or I heard natural host. 
Well, I, you know, in a way, it makes sense. Like you're trying to transfer your memories back to Will. Yeah. You know. Um, well, in an elephant, like we always said, elephant never forgets. You know, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Is the perfect animal. I just who thinks about tranquilizing what a, what, an elephant and putting cliche, it in your room? You know. I mean, come on. But what a funny way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It was more for comical effect. The elephant me. in the room as well. <laughs> I mean, it's like. Yeah, come on. Um, there, there was so much that it was just tied into that. And just like one little. It was like a writer's going, we could have fun with this. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Speaking of which, my favorite reveal. Looking Glass is not dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, we talked about this. I'm, un, I'm sad we did not get the scene. Maybe we will. Mm-hmm. Maybe we will. You know, a little rewind and show what happened. Um, I have a feeling that, and I once again called it in the episode or like that, that it's possible, but Looking Glass is now wearing a Rorschach mask. Yes. And is infiltrated. And it's probably going to be the one that saves Blake. I want to go back and watch. I only remember four guys got out of the van, but maybe the fifth was the driver. I think it's the driver. Okay. It'll end up being it's the um, driver. Because, and that's the guy you want to take his mask to, mm-hmm. come back with the van, you know what I'm saying, as him. How do we think the guys got into the the bunker instead of it was in the house? No, I would think that they followed Looking Glass. Remember, he gets in the house first, and then and he, if he knows they're coming, it seems like he does. Then they follow him to his, into his bunker as well. I mean, they know a lot about him too. They may also know. So, one thing I noticed is is that. <clears throat> I couldn't tell how the guys died. Did you get any, like when y'all, when you see all the, the bodies on the ground, did you, there was blood splatter on the wall. Mm-hmm. I did lo- notice that. It looks like <laughs> there was, like right when you come down the stairs, that wall to the right, it looked like it had two headshots were yeah. popped right against the wall. I want to say it almost looks like just pure bullets. There was, I had this split second thought. Do you think his bunker had like the reverse of, you know, like what happened when Ozman just did his thing and everybody died from like a head, you know, thing. Oh, the Sonic. The uh, Sonic thing. Do you think that by chance that he could have the re- the reverse capability of doing that where he could flip a switch in there and everybody who didn't have his foil hat on goes poof? And that's what you saw. Like, I, I feel like the heads would be more destroyed. Well, if you remember. They didn't destroy their heads. They didn't destroy them. They just bled from their eyes, mouths, and ears. But that's, that's the thing. I think you would have seen that guy that wasn't wearing a mask. You would have seen blood coming out of his Which eyes. Which he didn't have anything on his yeah. face. Yeah. So. He looked like he had been shot in the chest, not in the head. Right. The rest of them. He looked like they had head wounds. Couldn't wear their mask because there'd be a head wound in it. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. It was just a split second thought. I yeah. was kind of wondering. But uh, but yeah, like you said, I'm super pumped he's alive. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that makes my day. Um, but also, when Lady True and mm. uh, Angela were having that meal, they did have squid sitting there. They did. And they also revealed that that's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Which we thought yeah. it was Lady True <clears throat> cloning herself and everything. Yeah. And- we were close. We were close. I mean, it's, it's weird. Yeah, she wants mom and dad there. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think that's weird. I, it, it's the remaking them that's um, weird. Like the wanting, I get. The actual cloning. And then, like, how do you ha- look at your mom, who's a little kid? Yeah. And here's the thing. Think, but you know, if you, if you remember our, one of our favorite shows on Netflix, people overlook what you look like if they realize who you're talking to. You know what I mean? Altered Carbon. I mean, I yeah. mean there's a scene where it's a husband and wife, and it's not. It's an African-American yeah. guy and a big bi- white biker. <laughs> but it's supposed to be a husband and wife, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's... Um, by I the think, way, I think great it's, show. It's yeah. a cool reveal, obviously, you know, that she's her mom. 
Um, and maybe she wants him, wants her there for her dad, who I think is Ozymandias when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, is like, we know she has the power of cloning people and Ozymandias is up there Clo- with some lake, kind of cloning lakes of weird clones thingies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's really strange. I don't know. It's there's like connective tissue, but you're not sure how. Yeah, not what. sure how it all works yet. But um, not sure I want to know how all that works or anything either. And, and here's the thing: he is trapped on this planetary prison. Yeah, right? you know, what I mean, in our space, he has cloning technology. He's got access to things and stuff like that. If Manhattan's not around monitoring this at all because he's on earth mm-hmm. you know for a while now like who is who's the person in charge we now we have no idea who's actually the one who put him here yeah who so. instituted this or anything yeah so i'll be curious to see how this all well, like i said there's still some pieces missing yeah i mean the pig court and all the stuff with ozymandias and all that i mean we still have no idea who the game warden or- game warden is or who he answers to, or whatever. I mean, and what does it mean if he's guilty? What's that got to do with anything? What, what happens now? What, 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 no, you exile him more? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, so. I don't know. Well, and it was also he had to be looking for a guilty verdict because he didn't try to defend himself for a year. Oh, he stood up and farted. Yeah, <laughs> which was awesome. The defense rest, <laughs> like glorious, <laughs> fantastic done. <laughs> and and the prosecutor winks at him. Yeah, you know, dare I say it's almost like he's been through this charade before. Does that make sense? I mean, I was almost waiting for him to just say simulation over or something like that. Like, and here's my thing: I, I feel like all those clones are extremely yeah. loyal to him. Yeah, no matter what, they're still calling him master. Even the yeah. game warden called him master. But they're all starting hollering, hollering guilty. Yeah, but I don't know. The whole thing of the court was of everything that's happened with Ozymandias. That was the weirdest uh, part of his entire storyline. But also glorious. He farts <laughs> of like, I was so happy. All right. So let's let's try to break down Dr. Manhattan timeline here. Okay. He wins the war. Okay. Angela in the preview is a young cop in Saigon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have, you know, what he calls instant love, da-da-da-da. And then they come to Tulsa, and he is in disguise as Cal, her husband. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in between those two points, he become you know he, he he converts to being Cal. Obviously, Cal was never in danger of dying of any type because you know because there were scenes where he was there when the White Knight happened and things. You remember that? Because there was, Absolutely. You know, we were wondering why he wasn't involved in saving her or helping her in some form so or fashion. So is the White Knight the knight that the, the 7th Calvary right. kind of gets the idea that Dr. Manhattan might be walking on Earth? Is that what we're thinking? No, I was just because we don't know cops, what, maybe. Well, here's the thing. Well, there's got to be a reason that Will Reeves thinks this is a possibility. Here's the thing. The last thing we see on the White Knight is a guy... A seventh cavalry guy mm-hmm. holding a shotgun to Abar's face, and then it cuts. And then we also saw Judd in the you know, hospital. He had been shot mm-hmm. and was with there and stuff like that. But remember, that stuff doesn't line up. There's no reason Abar should be alive. 
say Cal does come out, attempts to save her, gets blasted. Doesn't die. Doesn't go to the hospital. Doesn't have nothing wrong with him. You know, don't yeah. know. Yeah. This maybe, is why Judge some, is saying you don't understand. Some, some blue flickers or something like that. You know what I mean? And that's why the 7th Calvary has this idea that they can get somebody to become Manhattan. Yeah. Or they can capture him because they actually know he's on Earth. Just saying, once again, there's a possible gap. We've, we've, the uh, holes we've seen. The holes we've noticed. Could be filling it. Yeah. yeah. There could be something to do with it. Okay. That's call. Yeah, I mean, they're... After this episode showing at least five or six major reveals, it makes you go back and look at all the holes we've discussed and going, well, imagine what they could throw in that hole. They'd make us go, wait a minute. No. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I, like I said, we, we knew the White Knight one was weird. Yes. Now, maybe it was only weird because Judd was involved. I, th- I think it was just weird. Just in, we, we've seen too much in question, too much of the White Knight. Like that entire instance was weird. Yeah. For the leaking of the information, the attack, her ending up in the hospital, only those two living. Like there's a lot of it that's off. And that, and that's the sad thing too. It was possibility with Judd is, did Judd befriend and get as close as he could to Abar, to really be as close as he could to Cal. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think they knew anything about if this no. whole thing happens. If it happens to where Cal tried to save a bar yeah. and they noticed something, then it would make sense that Judd would want to be near. After the fact. A-bar, gotcha. After the fact. Yeah. yeah you okay. know, be the one person left True. that she was close to at the, on the force. And basically, and that's be, why basically become Uncle Judd. And mm-hmm. Judd and his wife and everything are always there. Always invited over for dinner. Always close by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making sure she's a priority. Yeah. Because we don't know if they things were... are ready. Yeah. And then Judd dying suddenly kind of throws a wrench in things because it doesn't add up to what the problem was. And then, okay, man, that's starting to, that's starting to smoke well. I'm not going to lie to you. Good flavor. Uh, honestly, I hope it's not the case. Well, because, no, because I, mean, I want you, I want you started that, this off with Judd having a redemption. I want that, I want that little bit of a redemption for Judd, but um, but it's definitely leaning the other way. Yeah. Uh, well, his wife suddenly just being like stone cold. You know, this is the plan. That was done President's so well. Week, it makes you change your entire perspective about the relationship that she and Judd had with Abar. Yeah. And how that if he really was part of Seventh Cavalry, and now they're outside watching her go inside. You know, it it just kind of adds. Um, so I guess we can also predict that looking glass is going to be infiltrating whatever's going on. We hope, we hope, you know, starting to smell that way very well. Mm -hmm. All right. One other little detail that I want to talk about is, is that, um, while Osmanis was being tried, the prosecutor makes the statement that he killed other masked heroes. Yeah, they're. Right. I saw it in the movie and stuff like that. I mean, Remember, this is nothing. The movie is not correlation. I understand that, but the comedian I think is killed in the book as well no. by him. And he did. He, he did. A, he did kill other. You know, anybody that tried to stop what he was trying to do. So it wouldn't surprise me. I wonder if we get the little tidbit on that because if like you're like me, who's who's a novice on the situation, you know, are we going to get that information? I don't know. And here's the thing, too. Um, what's his name? That was Hooded Justice. Will Reeves? Yeah. Captain Marvelous or something like oh, that? Oh, Metropolis. Captain Metropolis? Mm-hmm. 
um, the game warden wears the same mask. The black, fat black mask or like that. The, the game warden is brown. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Okay. But anyway, it made me think about it. Like, we've not heard anything as far as the Minutemen are concerned to this point. You True. Know, I feel like there might be a little gap filling there as well. Because it's like the Minutemen become the Watchmen. Yeah. I'm just... There's not that much time left. So I don't know yeah, if that's something... Episodes, totally though. agree. Totally agree with you. But I don't know. I don't feel like they introduce some certain characters without reason at all. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I hope I'm wrong. But I feel like some of that's going to be season two. That you know, be. bigger well, pictures definitely could be. Well, Metropolis might have been just introduced purely to show of the the homosexual relationship, and that be it. Because the rest of the Minutemen have not been represented. Because they even blurred out in the, in the previous episode. Yeah, no, I agree. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I I do like our strong predictions here of Ozymandias being Lady True's dad. Um, could be the situation where um, the whole the Tulsa, the connection, Doctor Manhattan, that you know those gaps filling in. How Judd or them like the possible? How does Seventh Cavalry know that he's actually in hiding? You know, because if Will Reeves says that he's here. How did Seven Calvary figure out that he's here? Well, and so yeah. then how did Will Reeves figure out? Right. That he so I mean, was like there? that little tuck nugget there, where you're talking about maybe he was he was in the mix, got shot, and they showed that. Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> you know that didn't work. Um, so I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff going on here that definitely, definitely ticks the boxes. And I can see Will Reeves finding out something or getting the idea about it. But the fact that he would want to track where his granddaughter was over time, you know. Do we think it's too coincidental that supposedly Dr. Manhattan and Will Reeves' granddaughter become an item? No, I think it's all something to do with it. I mean, in a way. I mean, it's we even see the little thing where, remember the old strongman, mm-hmm. circus strongman? is found floating in the lake or whatever like that. Mm. Um, which is actually from, I think, just that movie that's playing, the series that's playing or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But I think we're actually going to learn how Will got away from being hooded justice. Right. You know what I'm saying? And his new path that he takes. He's still obviously trying to fight Cyclops. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just trying to think, spending more time on his past, like, as much as I want to see it and everything, that's a lot of time devoted to the past of one character for a series like this. But I don't, I don't think they're going to give us too much more. I don't think so either. I could, it could be a quick snippet just to connect a dot or two. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, think they're going to give us a ton. Man, I mean, it's, solid episode, man. That's the thing is, I feel like I'm still missing stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're still missing. Like, I still think something with Petey has to happen. You know, I mean, he's down there in. Uh, his bunker and everything, doing all this information gathering, and all of a sudden he's waiting on her call to come back. We still got to find out that Petey's the silver, the silver lubricant, <laughs> the silver <laughs> bullet, right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Red Scare and who he was with are still going to be in hot pursuit and everything. We see the Seventh Cavalry right on the outside of her door or Andrew's door and Cal's. The previous freaky when he says, 
you know, this is when I tell you, you, I, you can't save me, mm-hmm. but you're but going you to try to. anyway. You know, um, he sees things differently. So it's like, how the hell do they trap him? I have no idea. Well, and down there, there's nothing but true technology. And so we've seen that she's here trying to battle him. So is she? does she have a shut-off valve that can prevent any of her stuff from working? Does she know that she's giving them everything they need to capture them? Like, there, there's I a, don't know. Like you said before, he can snap his fingers and they all can turn into dust. It can be like watching Infinity War again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I could see it being something like, I need to be. I need to disappear to you know keep balance correct or something of that nature. You know what I mean? I could. It could be something is you know poetic or you know a martyr whatever. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Or they use her against him. You know, Follow, oh, that definitely could be. You know what I mean? Or again, I mean, I'm thinking like he could just look at him and go poof. <laughs> I mean, you know, just, I just don't know. Yeah, this is like how do you use her against him when like we've said it's just. Yeah, I, I, snap over. It's gonna have to, and I have confidence they're gonna be able to do it. I just think it's gonna be something of his choosing, not something that they've actually have something on him. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stunting that too much. I just, I hope it's I mean, done well. Period. Yeah, I mean, I'll be surprised <laughs> if it is because no show's really cracked it. I mean, that's why so much of Superman is bad is just because you can't stop him. And so, I mean, once you know somebody has that much of plot armor, it's hard to build real suspense. Oh, definitely. Very true. But the thing is, like you're saying, he's about that, you know, whatever that balance is. You know what I mean? He's like, if it means, if it's too dangerous for me to be alive, just because people will want to try to harness me, then I could see him being like, well, no, I just can't be here. Or he'd go the other direction and be like, well, people are trying to harness me. Yeah. By people. <laughs> yeah, really. Back to nature. Yeah. <laughs> Back to nature. Restart where you don't know me. Yeah. Right. Because like, just because he disappears doesn't mean we're not going to stop trying to recreate him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't so. Know. Somehow they're going to be using those little dimensional gates that they're messing with. Yeah. Very much. Very, very much. Um, I don't know. As always, guys, make sure you let us know what you think. We always appreciate the emails, the social media. We're always at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, um, and that's uh, Bleed TV Podcast at, what do you say, gmail.com? Yep, gmail.com. Um, and we say we've really enjoyed the emails, always enjoyed the conversations, so please continue doing those things uh, because we only have two episodes left, and then we'll be working. I think we're going to come close to making the decision for the future is the next show on HBO called is it The Outsider? Is that what we're talking about? Um, that's the new Jason Bateman, you know, the Stephen King thriller. Mm-hmm. It's the potential. Uh, I think that starts in January. So something to be looking forward to if you haven't figured that out. Um, but uh, do y'all got anything else you can think of about tonight? Not really. I don't think so. All right, then. Well, guys, I think we're going to call tonight. Uh, as always, you know, if you haven't given us a, a positive review on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher, Please do so. It always helps the show, and we always greatly appreciate it. But other than that, we're going to call tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week. Unforgettable. That's what you are.